Eric, I know as they say, we're on the Zoom, but you should really not go with a virtual background for hey, for such an event. <laughs> virtual backgrounds or not, that's the question. Is this real or is it not real? Right here, right now, PodMax Podcast. Welcome to the PodMax Podcast. You know what this is, Eric. You know the phrase three times a charm or three times a lady for that matter. In any case, this is episode three of the yes. PodMax podcast. Does that mean that we have gained some traction and momentum, perhaps have overcome what they call pod fade? Are we there yet? I think we probably need to go a little longer to, uh, to get out of the pod fade category. But yeah, we're getting close. Yeah. Was it eight, eight to 10? I'd have to re I'd have to look it up again to see if it ever changed because you know that there are, I just saw the stat. There are 1.7 million podcast wow. shows in Apple uh, podcasts. Now um, the vast majority are inactive and I wouldn't say vast majority, but I would say the majority, do you know, it's a 60, 40, 60, 40 cut which means 60% of those 1.7 million are not, not active, meaning they have not posted a new episode within 90 days. That's their classification. Only 40%, 600 plus thousand shows are active. So the time is ripe. Jump in, get in the water. It's good times. Yeah, for shame. And then I get it. People don't understand or realize when you get into podcasting, what is involved, how much of a commitment it is, how much mm -hmm. time, energy, effort, you know, it's, it's, it's a haul. And if you're not prepared for it, I could see how it just wouldn't be of interest. I know so many people that jumped in and just said, you know, it's not for me. I'm not. And then jumped out. Yeah. Yeah. Or they jumped in with a, a host and said, you know, this will probably hold me accountable and then we'll start to, it'll be more fun. Mm. And then and they leave the host high and dry. <laughs> and so now they're co-hosts and then that, just becomes another show yeah. but yeah um also yeah to touch on what we mentioned early in the show touch on uh, it the the virtual background whether you like them or not um currently for those of you who are listening to the podcast in your teslas the uh the background here is not virtual it's actually real which but it's so funny because it looks like a virtual background it's um, so funny but, but what's your take on virtual backgrounds yay nay very nay i've made this clear i mean if if my uh, you know, background right here isn't the answer for you. If if anybody should be using a virtual background, it's me right now. But no, I don't I don't like them. I don't I don't like using them, and I certainly don't like looking at them for the obvious reasons. First, I feel like if we're just meeting and you're coming to the to the meeting for the first time and we've never met and I don't know you. I almost feel like you're like, I could put like a mansion back here or an island, right? I could put something that would suggest this is who you should believe mm. that I'm actually here. Like, I don't know. Would you say it's the equivalent of wearing a suit from the neck down and like, I'm in my, my underwear below. Like, I have no idea what's going on. That's exactly yeah. what it's like. But then also, yes, yeah, some people pull it off. But then I start wondering when I, because 
more often than not, right? You can immediately tell that fake because I see your hand, I see through your hand, I see through your body, I see all that stuff. And then people try showing you something, they're like, oh, look at my notebook. And you can't see the notebook because it's just, <laughs> right? Like you can't see anything. And then it's just weird. But then I start wondering, what are you hiding? How how bad is that wall behind you? Yes, I um. So this, I I, I say it doesn't necessarily apply so much to podcasts as in terms of like interviewing someone. So if my guest is in a virtual background, I'm not going to question it as much now. If I am interviewing someone for a job or uh, they are part of my, it's someone that works, you know, on the out. Uh, outer rim of what we do, you know, say an accountant or CPA or someone, I do question like, where are you? Are you, are you in a home? Are you yeah. like, yeah, are you in a trailer? Where are you? And there are some sort of subconscious subtle cues and for lack of a better word, I hate to say judgments. Um, yeah. And if you're going to work with someone, especially that's handling your money, mm. you want to know that that virtual, um, you know, mansion that they're in, you know, <laughs> is for real or not? <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So that's yeah. our take on uh, on virtual backgrounds. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Let us know uh, if you're in the comments, if you're listening or watching the replay, and there's somewhere to comment. Yeah. Let us know how you it. feel about them. So, um, segment one. Let's segment get to one. it. Yeah. I we still have to create the the pros and the no no. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get that. Yeah. yeah. So something happened last week, Friday to be exact, where uh, information leaked out uh, specifically about Apple. So this is not an uh, official announcement, but there is word on the street within the industry that Apple is discussing whether they should launch a new subscription model around paid podcast content. What do you think about that, Josh? Well, let's just be clear. It doesn't mean that a show like ours is going to be, um, uh, you know, behind their paywall, right? Mm -hmm. I think it means that there's going to be a sect of shows that they, in tandem with hosts, bring over to the subscription model and or create like like you know Netflix has their exclusive content or Amazon Prime has exclusive content that is uh, behind a paywall. So that's what I think. I personally don't listen enough to justify, well, I want to, I could see myself paying. Now, I know there are people who are, for some reason, adamantly against it. They were like, I will never pay. And I don't know if I believe every one of those people because you could feel a certain way, but then your actions are going to speak differently mm -hmm. when push comes to shove. I think in three to five years, it's going to be a completely different conversation. Yeah, now it's kind of like companies like like Wondery who were, you know, Amazon bought, we spoke about them last week. Um, they're based on 100% pay model. Like, all of their shows, you pay a subscription fee and you get access to every one of the shows in their library. Yeah, they're, they're, I'm glad you brought up Wondery because they Apple was actually rumored to be one of the suitors for Wondery. So they are definitely considering and thinking of how they can make this work because people have tried it. People have put out content um, and tried to put a paywall there so people can subscribe 
um, not with much success yet. I think that it's something that the community has to embrace, obviously, that I'm going to pay for something that I normally get for free. Um, you know, some examples of this, I imagine, is 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 streaming or the way we would get content online. People could find ways to get that stuff for free and have. Um, but it's just gotten to the point where it's so much easier to pay for that content, especially if the content is premium. Yeah. Um, and it's worth paying, you know, the third three dollars a month or, you know, fifteen dollars a month, whatever uh, channel that or platform that you subscribe to. But I think eventually like the Rogans or the Tim Ferriss or the content that people love and adore and have um, longevity and and proof that they they are worth uh, paying. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen soon. Just like, you know, we were talking about this earlier that. um People would never have thought of paying to be on a guest spot for a podcast. You know, now people are beginning to understand and embrace that. Oh, wait a minute, this is a marketing, uh, you know, investment for me. And why wouldn't I pay to stand on a platform that I didn't build? You know, someone else's mm. audience that I'm talking to is worth something. So people, especially in our business model, were one of the first, if not the first, to start. You know putting people's minds in the right place. Like, yeah, I will invest some money in, in, into this, into this platform. Yeah. And the other, the other big debate in the industry from the host, and I hear this, this debate very, very often and passionately is should or could show hosts pay for appearances like, Hey, I got a good audience. You want to be a guest on my show. It's going to cost 500 or in some cases, 5,000 for yeah. you to come on my show. Would you do it? Should you do it? Is it appropriate? Can it work? There are passionate arguments on both sides of the equation. Yeah. So I don't know if we need to go down that road where we stand right now. But the point is, is that that does exist. The thing that I always, I always relate to, no matter where, where you stand on, would you pay? Could you charge? Is that take a typical podcast booking agency, which mm -hmm. are very common, which are becoming more and more common. Eric, you know, we're, we're close with a lot of the popular booking agency founders. Um, but how is that different than paying to be on shows? It's almost like a one degree separation. So instead of me doing my own research and paying Eric $500 to get on his show, I'll pay this booking agency $500 to get me on Eric's show. Yeah. I have no problem with this business model because by 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 paying the booking agency they have a lot of the like me they're scouting the right shows for me they're looking into uh you know where i can best use my my time and my marketing dollars so there's just a lot of business opportunity including subscriptions for the industry <laughs> david g yeah thank you for that i um i've paid booking agencies you know i've definitely invested and and just to see where it, it takes us and man does it pay for itself because not only did i reach an audience that i didn't have access to on these shows that i probably would have put several hours just to figure out how to get an approach you know their team or that podcast host um but not only did i access and get 
response from these different communities on you know the audience and the listeners of that show but also i've converted the host to become clients of ours so uh. there's so many things that you're not even realizing as a guest on a show that you could potentially build create new clientele partnerships relationships on both sides of the mic and then when the show airs it's evergreen there's people still reaching out to me um shows that i've recorded years ago you know hey i heard your episode on bigger pockets or whatever it is it's always going to be giving and people have to understand that that is um is worth investing in right so this ties back to the original point of this segment is uh apple's considering um creating a subscription model for for a segment of their shows would you pay right and it's like maybe maybe not if it solves certain problems for you if it gets you access to value or entertainment that you otherwise wouldn't have gotten you're going to you're going to consider paying if it makes sense just like the reason you consider paying for anything else you're not going to pay if it doesn't make sense so what is the problem they're solving for you and only then decide yeah, I, I you know, I think it's I think we're there. We're getting really close to it. People getting comfortable with it. We pay for Netflix. We pay for Hulu. We pay for premium content. It, it the premium content has to show up and people will start paying for it. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Oh, next segment. Pros. No, we did pros. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> Build okay. it and they will come. We'll get they, that. They yeah. Yeah. Come. yeah. So Eric did something we had um, last week. We had our PodMax number 10, PodMax 10 event, which thankfully, my goodness, it was uh, really as good as we could have hoped for, as evident by the response by the attendees. I always say that, yeah, we feel great and we're showing up and improving our own aspect of it. But the result that we continually hear from the guests is just phenomenal. So Eric, you're in... You're you're on the road, and um, tell us what happened this uh, this past week post event. Yeah, I feel like I'm on the uh, the PodMax world tour here. Uh, uh, wonderfully but... put, I love that. <laughs> um, but I put a call out to our community and said, "Hey, I will be in Jacksonville, Florida. Who wants to meet up?" And boy, did they respond! You know, our our crew, our army, our loyal you know, friends, family came out and said, yeah, I want to meet up. What do you, where, where are we doing this? How are we doing this? So it, it couldn't have worked out any better. We met on the boat of one of our PodMax alum or, uh, you know, recent friends in Wally Conway. And, you know, it's always been um, sort of an inside joke that he has this amazing podcast studio on the water on his boat and he calls it Studio C. S-E-A, which I got to send you guys pictures. Um, and we hung out there. We drank some whiskey and people started oh. to meet us on the boat. Wow. And then we took it a step further and said, OK, once we're done here doing our thing as the, the you know, night started or sun started to fall and it started to become night and a little chilly out there on the water. We um, we went to a restaurant, a very fine restaurant that uh, more people started to show up um, because, you know, well, the biz bros were recording episodes. But anyway, um, you know, a good half a dozen or so of us met in Jacksonville, Florida, 
for the first I anointed PodMax meetup. <laughs> and um, I threw it out there. I said, hey, guys, and this is literally the segment, you know, which is called Build It and They Will Come. We built this. This is what it hit me, Josh, that we have this community mm. that we've built over time. Everyone has to understand this stuff takes time. You know, mm. it's it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And we've gotten to the point where now we can start creating chapters, start creating wow. PodMax meetups in Vegas, in Jacksonville, in New Jersey, in Dallas. We're going to start, and this is the official unofficial announcement, that the PodMax meetups are starting now. And we're, go- we're looking for brand ambassadors who are going to be able to run the format of which we're going to start building and creating more value in the PodMax community. Here's what I love about what what we do and how we do it. And we've had this conversation so often over the past 12 to 16 months. We, You always say that we're idea guys, right? We're, we have so many great ideas that we just, every time we meet, we, we, we just come up with some more and we're like, oh, but but we're also smart enough to now know that we shouldn't act on all those ideas immediately. So what we've done, because we see how this happens, we will come up with an idea, get it out into the universe, and then almost forget about it, right? And then literally some months later, something will come into our awareness, into our day-to-day, and we're like, oh my gosh, now is the time, we already have, you remember what we spoke about? That thing is now coming back up. And this thing happens all the time with us. So my question is, with these with these meetups and the way it happened and with the community building that we've been doing through our events over the months, which came first, the chicken or the egg, right? We didn't go out and say, let's build a community, let's build it, let's build it, let's, right? We just started doing what we do well and then a community was built and then we saw the right time because we've had meetup conversations for months. We're like, Ooh, we should have meetups. We should have live little gatherings, all that stuff. But now it just happened to be the right time. It, it was the right time because I think, you know, all of us here in the room, including Jake, uh, behind the scenes that PodMax X to me was, um, an awakening, so to speak, um, an awareness that, holy crap, this is a loving, massive community that is growing, that all equally sort of want to share, grow, evolve together. And we keep showing up, which we talk about all the time on this show and other shows that you keep showing up and the benefits are going to start to present themselves not just for you, but for others. So it's really wild that it took 10, literally 10 uh, events to realize that, wow, the community is here. We've built it and they came and they're coming and they want to continue to help build and grow it to the next level. I want to bring up our amazing friend and colleague, Lauren Heath, who I think is almost taking the lead for most references in our event, in our shows, right? There's always a reason we bring her up. Um, So she, months ago, she started as a PodMax ticket holder. She came through as an entrepreneur, experienced it. Um, I happen to have already had a relationship with her 
in the in the past. So um, we were already close, all that to say. Then she became a show host of ours. She's currently building her own brand and currently building her own show. But in the meantime, I said, why don't you come in as a show host, record shows for, for my show, The Hidden Entrepreneur? And she's been doing that a few times, and it's great. So she's been you know, meeting people and networking and building relationships as PodMax is so great for, we're really seeing the power of that. She, she messaged me the other day and said, Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm, I'm so grateful and thankful for all you've, you, you've given to me through this vehicle because I might have two new clients through her social media business from PodMax people. And she said, what's interesting is they both were asking me for a similar thing in the in the in the realm of social media and it's not something specific i do and she she spelled it out and i said but isn't that exactly what you do and she said yes but i'm still in the beginning stages of my brand and my business so I'm not really aware of all of the offerings. And I said, you know, I was right there a few years ago with the hidden entrepreneur. I knew what I could do. I knew what I wanted to do. And I just got my stuff out there. And then people started saying, Hey, can you do this for me? Would you do that for me? Or this is let's talk because this is what I need. And then I'm like, okay, wait, you need that. I can help you with that. So she's starting to see the same. So if you're at any point in your business, especially the beginning, be open to building something, putting yourself out there, telling your story, sharing your message, getting yourself positioned in the marketplace, and then seeing how people respond and what they want and what they need. And if you want to offer it, you have a, a new product or service. Yeah. I She's in a she's in a phase, and you know, and so is our our good friend Larry Roberts, sort of in a phase that I call yes mode. So, you have to say yes to each and every single opportunity that comes to you when you're building. You know, when the foundation is being laid down and you're setting and you're waiting for the cement to dry. Everyone who's coming and looking around and go, what are you building? You know, you got to be like, yeah, come on in, come on in, come on in. You know, and then eventually, what's going to happen is you start to create this wall this wave of value for people because they start to see you as someone that can produce and create for them and with them and then all of a sudden you know one turns to two turns to a dozen turns into two dozen clients and relationships where now you've built up enough momentum and trust and reputation that you can start to do what you really want to do because let's all you know, admit here, you have to figure it out as you go. You have to build the plane while it flies. Where have so, we heard that before? What is that the title of? <laughs> yeah. The store community has launched their podcast called, uh, was it build it, build it as we building. Fly? Yeah. Building, building, building while fly. flying. Yeah. Yeah. Big shout out to, uh, James Orsini and the store community. Uh, so yeah, I think, um, I think it's, it's, it's great to, to see the evolution of our tribe, the people that have come through, uh, you know, Larry Roberts, for instance, was in corporate America when we met him and we sort of helped inspired and been a part of his journey now that he's left corporate America and is doing podcasting full time. So Amazing. it's really cool that that's that's really those little things, those little stories is what this community is about. That's right. Now, segueing right over to the third and final segment of the show, it is called Have You Ever which we've been saying is a an homage 
there's the word, uh, <laughs> an homage to Andy Rooney, right? Andy. Of of Have 60, 60 Minutes fame. Come on, we're not dating ourselves. You know Andy Rooney yeah. from 60 Minutes fame, uh, right? I may know him or I may know Dana Carvey doing Andy Rooney, but yeah. Oh, what a great yeah. reference. I forgot about that one. So, so yeah, you, you have a question. You have some thoughts uh, in this segment, right? Yeah. I, I always feel like I'm doing something right, whether it's through our events or as a host uh, or as a guest on a show, I always feel like I'm doing something right. If I get the chills during the event or the show, but yeah. I think you are, you're getting known for taking it a step further. You, you cry a lot, which is great, right? No shame. We're going to put together a compilation video of all the times in meetings and events where you're just <laughs> crying. Um, but have you ever cried on a show as a guest or a host? And what's Man, it like? I, and does that, yeah. and is, is that the, is that a goal? How do you, what do you do about it? Is it a goal? Yeah. Um, it I, I, I don't know if it's necessarily a goal or planned or, you know, premeditated. Um, I think, honestly, right, it obviously takes a level of vulnerability and openness and trust in whoever's on the other side of the mic that they're not going to ridicule or make you feel bad or even make them feel uncomfortable. Um, I can't even count, you know, multiple times for me. I, the one, the, the big one that I, that sticks in my mind when I lost it and I couldn't come back from it, um, or I couldn't come back in a timely fashion, it got uncomfortable and had to be edited out. Was really? on our show, uh, Wealth Building with Friends. So we have launched a show called Wealth Building with Friends. Uh, it's about the investment community that's built from accountable equity and Josh uh, McCallan, our other business partner, and um, he had my wife and I on the show because it's about couples investing and um, what it takes to get in the right mindset and the risk and all that stuff. Mm. So it was the first time and I'll blame it on her that I had her on a show with me. So once we started going down that rabbit hole of what happened and I don't, I don't want to think about it too much. Don't, 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 we don't want to <laughs> literally how meta would it be if this segment is called, do you ever cry on podcast? Um, and I start crying here <laughs> was uh, telling the story about how much trust she had in me and, and how she let me, you know, experiment and figure things out and the trust involved there. I lost it. I lost it when I started talking about how she's my real partner and I have a multiple business partners, but man, she's the, CEO of the house. Yeah, I just started getting into all that. And and I and I <laughs> it's funny, I'm close, really good friends with our editor, Chris, who I've known for years. And um, I said, dude, you know, was it really bad? He goes, dude, it was so bad. I would I said, leave it in, leave it in. He goes, No, no, no. You you are we unintelligible. You I can't understand what? a word you're saying. Yeah. And I'm like, he's like, I had to take it out. So yeah, Could you yeah. give us an example? Was it because I didn't hear it? Was it like just even if it's slightly exaggerated? Was it like, uh, uh, and then I'd like to thank my mama, and, and, and I'd like to thank my mama? Pretty, pretty much, you got it. That was it. That was it. Oh. It went pretty much like that. Um, and I tried to talk through it. That's the bad thing. Okay, oh. so we'll get a little bit of advice out of this. If you are going to cry, and that's okay, right? That's that's going oh, to sure. show and bring the audience closer to you, hopefully. Um, that. You may, it depends on the host, but you may want to just let it marinate and try to compose yourself because if you try to talk through it, as I did in Pod Max 10, um, it may not work to your advantage because it's hard to talk through that 
if because your breathing is disrupted, right. your thought process is disrupted, there's so many things happening to you yeah. that you it's up to you. I've tried it, but it didn't work in my favor to, to try to power through. You know, it's interesting and I don't know how, how similar or relatable this is or necessary, but it just, it just reminded me as an actor, right. And we've spoken a, a few times about, um, th that, uh, yes, I've spent 15 years as an actor, filmmaker, all to say that I never get to talk about that. And I just put out a video on Facebook about the fact that I never talk about it. So intriguing and meta and all that stuff. But um, in that in that world, it's so funny because something you learn as an actor is that it's much stronger to hold back the tears in a, in a performance as an actor and a performer than to let it out and to cry through it. Think about that. So I wonder if there's anything applicable here. Yeah. Because definitely. it's stronger to hold it back and have the audience watch you try to hold it in and, and you know, and I, yeah. I don't know. I, I think, well, I know as an actor, when you, if you're just gushing, you've already released the emotion. Mm. So it's a whole different view. And so you, there's something very strong. Yeah. Can you speak to, cause you and I approach this very differently as a host. How do you respond to a guest who's crying? Yeah. Thanks for setting it up for me because I know you've, Hey, I'm always open for feedback and you've given me that feedback when we were on a show together or we were in the room together and you see somebody's crying and, and my, you always say that I don't even, I, I practically don't acknowledge it. And when they're like gushing and crying, they'll, they'll like get through their answer. And I'm like, so tell me about the time you've been to, you know, and I just go on to the next question. And you're like, afterwards, you're like maybe you could have just been a little more sensitive and like let the moment sit and i don't know so I, I see it differently which is why i didn't it's not like i'm ruthless or callous no i think sometimes there's been instances where you didn't even pick up on it where correct right so yeah. through no fault of your own we're all we all have different personalities and things or like a fault work. as yeah, a host yeah, who didn't pick up on the guests yeah <laughs> Because here's where I get um, my advice from, and it's not advice. It's just following, you know, the, the example that was led by Howard Stern, you know, who, I, you know, grew up most of my life listening to him. And I, I became very aware of how he would pounce on a moment where someone is just on the verge of getting emotional or crying and he would keep digging and digging and digging and it become what would he would call radio gold so um not necessarily saying that I, that's my tactic when when presented with those situations but i do recognize it and in the moment figure out okay am i going to go deeper on this topic with them or is it appropriate or i do question it but most likely i will i will ask more questions involving what they're getting emotional about and um we go there i try to go there without being disrespectful um and i would expect the same for me if if, if someone sees i'm getting emotional about something by all means let's let's go there that's why i'm on the show um but uh yeah yeah it, it, i think as a show host it really depends on your style of interviewing and if you're what you're comfortable with yeah because some people might be um 
uncomfortable yeah. with that emotion. They just want a business show, right? right. Teaching you <laughs> tactics and lessons and strategies. Exactly. And then they get, you know, something different. And how did whoa, we get here? Yeah. And and are they uncomfortable with right. with crying and emotion? Believe me, I've been uncomfortable with that for many years of my life. And I'm only now trying to get comfortable with connection and relatability with people and yeah. genuine. So yeah. Yeah. So man, that was good stuff, man. Uh, I'm glad we talked about that because I've, I've, I've been talking with you and others behind the scenes about crying and, you yeah. know, appropriate, inappropriate, what's your, your take on it. But, uh, yeah. So, so quick summary about what yeah. we discussed on the PodMax podcast here, episode three in pros in the know segment, we talked about Apple who is discussing heavily about creating a new subscription model like Netflix for exclusive podcast content, which is funny. I mean, they created podcasts. Do whatever you want. Throw it out there. We'll say yes, most likely. So uh, that's all interesting and, and, and good news. And then build it and they will come. What we built was PodMax and now PodMax meetups coming to a city near you. And they're coming. And we're hoping that uh, you you become a part of it. And then, of course, have you ever, what did we discuss there, Josh? Crying as a host or a guest. <laughs> <laughs> which is me right everybody knows so it's good it's good it's why we love you right yeah yeah and i love you guys so and i love you for not uh you know making me feel terribly bad and less masculine about it um, that would it's that would just be a cruel and person that we wouldn't attract or want to be around anyway but uh before we part i do want to do something and it's a visual gag for you folks at home and if you're listening we'll explain it after i do it but i'm going to do something really cool that people who are probably wondering that are watching he is going Oh, wow. He's sitting on his virtual background. Is that some sort of newfangled startup where you can you can have your virtual background like you do there, but still go and sit on the virtual? I'm only kidding. It's not a virtual background. Can you imagine? Like all this time you're watching someone and you, you assume it's virtual and then they run into it. Right. Yeah. Or, I figured that'd be fun. Right. I, I was almost hoping that, that you were going to run and then like right up against the wall. But no, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you sat on the... Sat on yeah. the couch. Cool. Uh, speaking of sitting on the couch, terrible segue. Didn't make any sense. But uh, February 26th is our uh, PodMax 11, our next PodMax event, which PodMax 10 was said to be, quote, one of the most emotional experiences of my life, uh, said um, a few different um, uh, uh, attendees. Yeah, yeah, and also Isar Maitis, one of our um, you know brothers in in Podmax, said it's the best podcasting event that I attend. So thank you for that, Isar. That's powerful. Yeah. And yeah. and Amber, uh, who's also uh, one of our best colleagues and friends and show hosts, who um, who always shows up. This time around, like others have before, she's now putting that mic down and coming on the other side of the table, and she's going through PodMax as a guest. But she messaged us after the event and, and in no uncertain words, among other things, said that event is literally in the top five all-time experiences of my life and business. Crazy. 
crazy. Could you imagine that? I mean, that's just so grateful yeah. to be providing that space for all of us. And we all make it what it is. It's right. Like, like, like the, the sum of, of our parts is just, it's just extraordinary yeah. why people keep coming back again and again. So if you're hearing this and you have not uh, experienced pod max, you might be thinking, I don't even know what it is. We, we understand that there's some holes we need to fill in that and we're sort of figuring things out as we grow and develop and evolve we're like how many times eric are we like oh my god the event isn't this it's that each <laughs> event we're like wait a minute it's not that it's this it's also this plus that divided by that so yeah come on in Come on in. Podmax.co is the place to go. February 26th, uh, we gave pod, uh, the, the the people in the room the opportunity to pitch their business to David Meltzer. That was a spontaneous type of uh, thing, opportunity that we gave out to people. So you never know what's going to happen at 11. It's just getting bigger and better. So Podmax.co, place to go. Hope to see you there. There it is. And that's it for us. We'll see you same time, same bat channel hope we added some value in your life today welcome to the podmax podcast